Check out the newest addition to our podcast lineup, Meet the Experts. This week, I sit down with Bill Broussard of JB Auto Care to discuss the folly of electric vehicles and more. Available wherever you get your Howie Car Show podcasts and at HowieCarshow.com. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. How do you win your first state? It's amazing to say I haven't won a state yet. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. You've only had three states that have voted. You think I'm going for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Well, it's not amazing. We need South to go Carolina's ahead and let winner take all. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Frustration. A network outage is impacting cellular customers across the country. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay f- Who's your captain? Howie Carr. The report found that there were at least, this is a lot, this is a lot, 24 (laughs) incidents of him biting folks. This meeting is over. God bless the United States of America and release the hounds. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. 844-500-4242. A couple weeks ago, Dartmouth College, Ivy League, New Hampshire, announced that they were going to return to SAT testing being required, or ACT, I guess, but mainly SAT. And for obvious reasons, because the, the quality of the student body was declining dramatically or had the potential to decline precipitously, to use one of those SAT-type words, uh, when, uh, when you were just going on DEI and, uh, and check box checking. And so I thought Dartmouth would be the only school to do it. I, and I thought much more highly of Dartmouth for doing it. Today, Yale has announced that it's going back to the SATs. This is a, this is a bad sign for the, uh, for the DEI regimes in uh, academia, you know? I'd like to know how, how much, how, how, what the SAT scores were for a lot of the DEI administrators. Up to and including the presidents or the former presidents of Harvard University and the people who went to Harvard Law School. I'd like to know what their LSATs were, their law school admissions aptitude tests were. I'd like to, I'll never know, just like I'll never know what race Elizabeth Warren claimed when she applied for the job of professor at Harvard Law School, although I have a pretty good idea. And I'll never know what country. Barack Obama said he was born in when he applied to Harvard Law School, although I have my suspicions considering what he wrote on his his cell sheet for his first book, that he was born in Kenya. I think that's somewhat more exotic than being born in Hawaii. 844-500-4242. Meanwhile, uh, a group of Harvard alumni have filed a lawsuit, civil lawsuit, in U.S. District Court in Boston, claiming that their degrees have been irreparably damaged by all of the woke nonsense and rampant anti-Semitism and plagiarism by the DEI president, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're 
trying to make a statement, but I'm all in favor of making that statement. They say they've turned the Har- a Harvard degree into a laughing stock. I don't think the university did that. I think the alumni did that. The students did that as part of the university, but it's the the actual Harvard University, Veritas, the campus didn't do that. The people on the campus turned the school into a laughing stock, which is what it is. And I, I can't say I'm sad about that. 844-500-4242. Time now for the chump line. Joe Biden will be in three states today, unconscious, semi-conscious, and confused. (laughs) Yes, well put. He's got 54 to go, according to uh, Barack Obama's count of 57 states. Again, Barack Obama thought there were 57 states. He went to Harvard University. He thought they spoke Austrian in Austria. Say it. Did you see that Joe Biden is facing new plagiarism charges? You are correct, sir. This time he's stealing lines from Bernie Sanders. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who would the president do it? Whoa, 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 I think he's more known for whoa, 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 whoa than uh, Bernie Sanders was. Global unrest is battering the food supply chain and the energy markets. It is incumbent upon you to be prepared now more than ever. Get ready with ReadyWise. Get to ReadyWise.com. Go to ReadyWise.com and use code Howie20 to get 20% off your next purchase. I was thinking about ReadyWise this morning. I think a lot of people were, you know? You don't know what's what's going to happen next. I heard that Governor Healy's judicial nominee is a fine jurist and a really good kisser. <laughs> yeah. They said, yeah, she she testified at the uh, at at the confirmation hearing in front in the at the state house for her uh, former sugar mama, her elderly lover who she dumped for a twenty year younger lover, and uh, she said she said a few things, and then they said she was going to take questions from the press, but she decided not to do that because she's the governor. She's uh, she's rather uh, imperious, I would say. Let me introduce you to Joe Biden's little friends, all 8 million plus of them. (laughs) I thought his little friend was at the Iron Lung. I'll tell you something that really sticks in my craw. It's when Kankles talks about following the law. She wrote the book on being a crook, and when she's asked about it, you get a guffaw. Yeah. Again, it's Democrat projection. And uh, Victoria Nuland, uh, the, one of the uh, deep state operatives in the State House and the Obama-Biden administration, said uh, this is what the this is from straight from the Soviet playbook. Whatever they accuse you of doing, they're doing themselves. And Hillary Clinton took a lot of money from the the successors to the Soviets, the Russians. And, uh, you know, she picked up some, she maybe didn't know how to, how to say certain words in Russia, like Russian, like reset, but she learned how to, to smear her opponents. 
Howie, any idea if Commander owned a laptop? <laughs> I, I'm going to repeat my earlier question. Did Commander know Chloe, the uh, dog in uh, in the Karen Reed murder case, who's been accused of so many things? Chloe, a female, is missing, as is Commander, a male. Could it? Could they be on on the on the run together? The Bonnie and Clyde, the Lady and the Tramp of uh, modern dogs. Did you get that reference, Taylor, the Lady and the Tramp? Yeah, I also understood. I know who Edward G. Robinson is. <laughs> I just haven't seen all that many. I've seen five of his movies. You you counted them all up, the ones you've seen. I did. I counted them all up. The Ten Commandments, Larceny, Inc. Um, I've seen Key Largo, Soylent Green, and uh, there was one more. I can't remember what it was. Larceny Inc. I never even heard of that one. I only watched that one because it's one of Jackie Gleason's very early roles. He plays a, a walk-on uh, uh, soda jerk. Is he a fat guy in that? He is, isn't he? He is a fat guy. Yeah, yeah. he's always a fat guy in every every time you see him on the screen. Nikki Haley sent out a distress message over nine one one asking what her path is to gain the nomination over Trump. Fortunately, her carrier is AT&T. <laughs> Maybe that'll give her an excuse. I couldn't get my last text messages out. Remember, it seems like a long time ago now when uh, she was deluging everybody in New Hampshire with those text messages. Some of them were coming into Massachusetts residents as well. Hi, Howie. Governor Patrick calling. Wow, can you believe how badly Rob Reiner's movie did at the box office? He said it was almost as bad as The Gentleman from Boston. Hey, <laughs> you box office poison. We're going to be fine. A Gentleman from Boston, that was the second screen gem that I appeared in. I was brought in as a late uh, a, a late entry to, to kind of clean up some holes in the plot. But that was an independent movie. That's not the same. I thought you were going to hit uh, a civil action, my first movie, and that was that didn't that wasn't one of the greatest all time opening weekends. But it was number one that weekend in whatever year it was, fifteen million bucks. It was in the middle of the winter, and it was a slow week. Fifteen million is a lot better than thirty eight thousand dollars. That's what Rob Reiner did last weekend. By the way, my fifth Edward G. Robinson movie is Robin and the Seven Hoods. Oh, I know that one. Okay, he was one of the Seven Hoods, right? No, I think he had, like had a, a basically he was the mob boss in the beginning of the film, and he had a heart attack and died, or he got yeah. shot. Yeah, he got shot by the the mafia board of directors. Somebody speaking of being shot by the mafia, someone was saying, "Why didn't you uh, mention George Raft when you're talking about Cagney and Edward G. Robinson?" George Raft was a terrible actor, but he was in the, but he was actually in the original Scarface, right? And, and he was he was also in the Mob too, or he, he knew Bugsy Siegel anyway. That's that's which is not that's that's pretty good. He was from New York City, like Bugsy was from the Lower East Side. <laughs> when I took office, Americans spent one of every eleven dollars they earned on food. Eleven dollars now. Thanks to Bidenomics and Bidenflation, Americans only spent one out of every nine dollars they earn on food. Glad for that, you stupid bastards. We're going to talk about the uh, the price of food 
all the all the crap he's been saying it's all nonsense it's all the statistics are out now it's it's really really bad as i mentioned to grace in the wall street journal they say that uh, you know one of the uh, one of the ad campaigns recently has been this is how bad it is kellogg's has been suggesting that you know what why don't you try cereal for dinner Nothing says 1931 like having a big bowl of cereal for dinner, does it? So Brandon just forgave a whole bunch of student loans again. Well, if you can't earn votes, you might as well buy them. Right. Exactly. And he's, and he's uh, sending out all these emails like he, like he personally wrote these uh, checks out of, his, uh, out, of, out of his account. I mean, doesn't he realize there's a reason why these people can't pay their loans back? They're too stoned. They're too busy uh, splurging on a new tattoo or a box of uh, wine from uh, from New Zealand. You know, they're, they're not. I don't think they're going to get out and vote for you. I don't know why Biden keeps saying he's going to do something about the border. The barn door is open and the horse has already gotten out. Right. He's concerned, though, about the constitu- his constitutional authority to, to issue an executive order to close the border. He wasn't concerned about the first 90 executive orders he signed to open the border and let in this uh, flood of uh, third-world thugs into the country to go on welfare. Now he's, now he's concerned about the Founding Fathers and the Federalist Papers. That was your last chump line message. Thank you for calling Howie Carr, you chump. All right, that's it for the chump line today. The chump line is the recorded voicemail message service of the Howie Carr Show. You can call and leave a message at any time between the hours of 1 and 4 p.m. Eastern time. Every weekday, the chump line number, if you wish to leave such a message, 844-500-4242, Forty-two. Press two for the chump line. Leave your message. We may or may not play it at this time each weekday. If you didn't hear your message or you just like to hear a second brand new chump line every evening, we have one. It's called Chop Chumps, and it's where we put all the messages we didn't have room or time for just now. Chop Chumps is posted around 7 p.m. every weeknight Eastern, and you can get Chop Chumps wherever you get your Howie Car Show podcast. Global unrest is battering the food supply chain and the energy markets. It's incumbent upon you to be prepared for the worst, like we got a taste of this morning. Get ready with ReadyWise. Go to ReadyWise.com and use code HOWIE20 to get 20% off your next purchase. Nikki Haley sent out a distress message over 911 asking what her path is to gain the nomination over Trump. Fortunately, her carrier is AT&T. Someone wants to know what year uh, civil action was released and what 15 million would amount to now. I think it was released in like 98 or 99, something like that. It's probably, it'd probably be like 35 million now, which would be pretty, which might, might actually be the, the number one movie today. It was it was a great movie, a screen gem. Please please watch it on Netflix so I can get an extra cent or two on my uh, royalty check from Paramount. I'm Howie Carr. Howie Carr. We'll be right back.
Check out the newest addition to our podcast lineup, Meet the Experts. This week, I sit down with Bill Broussard of JB Auto Care to discuss the folly of electric vehicles and more. Available wherever you get your Howie Car Show podcasts and at HowieCarshow.com. Howie Car is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call 1-844-PERFECT-SMILE or visit perfectsmiles.com. Taylor, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at howiecarshow.com, is what's your best theory on what caused the cellular outage today? Solar flare? Cyber attack by Russians from outer space, illegal chi- illegal alien Chinese nationals, incompetent DEI engineers, or Democrat test run for election day. I'm going to say Democrat test run. Steady at 55% for Democrat test run, 22% say incompetent DEI engineers, 10% say illegal alien Chinese nationals. All right. By the way, breaking news from Las Vegas. You know, this guy, Alexander Smirnoff, he's the, uh, last year, he was a whistleblower of national reputation. The FBI had to keep his identity a secret because he was such a monumental treasure to the United States and an asset to American intelligence. Alexander Smirnoff. They were paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars. They they couldn't. They first they denied he'd even given the FBI a report. Then Senator Grassley released the report, and the report said that uh, this guy Alexander Smirnoff said that uh, Burisma oligarchs had paid ten million dollars in cash to Hunter Biden and to the big guy five million each to the Bidens, and. The other day, so after that, he was no longer a national treasure, and he was no longer being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars as a cooperating witness. He was a public enemy. They arrested him at the airport in Vegas, and they said, we've got to lock him up. We've got to lock him up like Putin locked up Navalny. We have to lock him up like he was in Washington at the Capitol on January 6th. And so the judge said, this is ridiculous, and let him go. So today, he was at his lawyer's office. The FBI barged in and arrested him again and called him a flight risk, even though the prior judge had said he wasn't a flight risk. Now he is a flight risk. And there it is. So he's, he's in custody. It's a lot. It doesn't take much to go from Alexander Venman to Alexander Smirnoff. Just turn on the deep state. Turn on the Biden crime family. I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. We're going to talk about the electric buses here in just a minute, but let's take a couple of calls. Ed, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, uh, uh, Brian Lyons. Hey, I just got a brochure out here at Groton. 
for uh, the vote for Mark Mendoza and Beth Lindstrom, endorsed by conservative radio icon Howie Carr. Is that true? Yes. It is. I thought you were uh, pushing somebody else. No, I, I'm against. Uh, I, I'm against the other two. These are these are people who are uh, Mark Bondanza. He's been on the Lemonster City Council for a long time, and Beth Lindstrom is is sane, and uh, they're running against two members of the Kool Aid cult who are not sane, who are just lunatics who have lost repeatedly for elections, and they just want to go back to ruining the Republican Party. So I am a hundred percent for uh, Mark Bondanza and Beth Lindstrom. Okay, because I thought the other, you were in favor of the other two, Galvin and Lynch. N- N-O. No way. They are both complete losers. Losers all the way. They can't, they they couldn't uh, get elected to dog catcher. They've run over and over again. Galvin was involved in that whole operation with the uh, uh, hiring private detectives. He's on all the emails when they were, uh, instead of campaigning for Republican candidates, they were hiring uh, private detectives to run around chasing people, including the uh, new, uh, the, the girlfriend of uh, Mara Healy, the governor. It was, a, it was a, a stupid, feckless, ridiculous operation, and Galvin was involved in it. He was on the email list anyway, and, uh, and, and Lynch is just a, a, a total imbecile. Thanks for the call, Ed. 844-500-4242. Can I make it any clearer? Uh, Ron, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, uh, Howie, how you doing? Good. Um, with Biden giving uh, the Supreme Court the middle finger and now setting a new precedent, um, you know, Republican come, comes in and wants to do something, uh, you know, how are they going to argue it against? And what can the Supreme Court do to kind of? I know, you know. I got a. Well, we were talking about this yesterday, Ron. Somebody texted in to me, and it was a great point. He said, "Remember when Trump was the dictator? Trump never tried anything like this. He wouldn't have thought of doing anything like this because he 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 knew that the you know the the." opprobrium would have rained down upon him. He, he just would have been, it would have been the biggest story ever. He would have been, they would have compared him to Hitler and Mussolini and Paul Pot. And Biden just does it and they, oh, this is a good thing. All these filthy hippies that can't get jobs, this will give them more money to buy, to buy weed. This will be great for the, for the cannabis cultivation industry. It's just absurd. I mean, the, the double standards here, if, the, if it weren't for double standards, the Democrats would have no standards at all. 844-500-4242. 860 says, I heard Alexander Smirnoff pals around with Dr. McGillicuddy. It's, it's Smirnoff with a V, but ha, I... Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I think you have to pronounce it like the vodka. None of us had ever heard of Alexander Smirnoff, but we've heard of Smirnoff's vodka. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. So I, I like to keep stories around sometimes because I know that eventually it's going to reach a uh, a a, uh, a level of uh, the number where I can use them in a, in, a, in a segment. We've reached that now with the buses, the electric buses, because we're deep into the winter. Syracuse, New York. The superintendent of the Onondaga Central School District says he got sticker shock when learning it would cost his district to buy, 
what it would cost his district to buy four electric buses instead of the non-electric models. Every year, the district places three or four buses in its fleet. It costs about a half a million bucks. But they're gonna, this year they're going to purchase four electric buses, $1.5 million rather than $500,000. There's another problem, even a bigger problem, you might say. Some routes make the uh, bus drivers traverse 150 miles a day, which is more than what the electric buses get in a single charge. So in other words, they can't even do a full route. The buses that cost three times as much. 844-500-4242. So, but the Albany Times Union, a Hearst newspaper, used to be a, a conservative paper. Now it's woke and defunct, basically. They're defending it. The state and federal governments are offering pots of money that can help districts with the cost of the vehicles. What does it matter if the vehicles don't run? 844-500-4242. But the Times Union did admit that, uh, you know, that what they what they need to do is they said the bus the Onondaga County needs to uh, focus on more efficient routes first and wait to upgrade their longer route buses once cold weather battery performance improves. And as the Wall Street Journal notes, waiting for a technology be- to Im- develop before making it mandatory would seem to be a more sensible approach. Prince Edward Island. Uh, one of the maritime provinces in Canada. They started getting electric school buses three years ago. Now, some drivers say the buses are plagued with problems. The biggest problems are with the heating systems, leaving some buses icy cold and leading to windows fogging and freezing up. There are also issues with air compressors freezing, which can interfere with braking. Oh, that shouldn't be much of a problem with school buses. They can't break in the winter in Canada. What could possibly go wrong? Back to the U.S. Portland. Electric school buses delivered to at least four school districts in Maine have had mechanical problems when they arrived, and state officials are advising they not be driven until they are inspected. Sounds like the system in Connecticut. Remember that a few years ago? They, bought, they had a big press conference. They bought all these electric buses on, on a summer day. The governor was there, all these elected officials. They put the buses in a, uh, in a, in a yard in a, in a, in a, in, uh, somewhere in Connecticut, and the next day they caught fire. They all burned up. John Wheeler, the transportation director for the Winthrop, Maine Public Schools, said he had problems with one bus when he drove it a couple of weeks ago with no children on board. Wheeler had to steer the bus into a snowbank to avoid crashing into traffic. I called the superintendent from the snowbank and it was like, this is it, we are done. We are done. Just had to crash it into a snowbank. That's all. What was the problem? It was an electric. It was electric, man. It was good for the environment. It was good for the polar bears. 
Several school districts across Maine, including those in Winthrop, Bingham, Mount Desert Island, and Yarmouth, received the electric-powered buses at no cost through the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency's clean bus program. Oh. The districts agreed to turn in one diesel-powered bus for each electric bus received. So they agreed to turn in one bus that ran for a free bus that didn't run. What a, what a great deal. Uh, the Portland Press-Herald, not a conservative newspaper, barely a newspaper at all, like the Albany Times-Union. School districts first reported problems with the buses last fall, but the issues appear to be getting worse. No. No. Here's another one. This is from a couple of weeks ago. Iowa City. Bitterly cold weather can take a toll on vehicles, but electric vehicles are especially susceptible to winter, as if we didn't already know this at this point. Iowa City has four electric buses. It's a real challenge for an electric bus to keep the bus itself heated. Stop me if you've heard this one before from Albany, I believe. The heater is a huge drain on the battery. Typically, the buses lose about 5 to 7% of their battery an hour, but during the cold, those numbers more than double. So the head of uh, transportation in Iowa City says, we'll put an electric bus on a route that might be split during our peak time. So in the morning, it may go out for a few hours, come back to base. Then we can charge it for a few hours, and then it goes back out during the afternoon peak. So in other words, it's a, it's a backup bus. They can't, this, these buses cost three times as much money, and they can't use it for the main routes. That's what it boils down to. 844-500-4242. Nate, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Howie. Um, so I actually lived in the Syracuse area for five years, and I can tell you a couple things. Number one, the average income or, like, cost of living there is about half what it is here. So just so you can multiply your math in terms of yeah. cost. Um, and they have volunteer fire departments sheriffs instead of like city or town police so the the costs are astronomical and i and i used to have a block heater in my car in my subaru just so i could start it in the morning and that was obviously a gas vehicle so (laughs) the electric ones don't stand a chance (laughs) because that's the snow belt isn't it of of upstate new york right absolutely um and it's pronounced onondaga um, onondaga sorry it's 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 insane, and and you know now uh, now Biden is uh, you know pushing pushing the elect EV mandates back because he realizes it's just a uh, it's another killer in the uh, in the twenty twenty four elections. Nobody wants these things, whether they're buses or cars. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. School bus driver says five zero eight. Don't worry, kids. That huge snowbank will cushion us with even though we have no brakes. Uh, Joe, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Joe. So, Howie, I, I know this for a fact. They First of all, to get them to charge, they take 200, uh, they take, take two 480-volt chargers and combine them at, to make a supercharger to get those buses to go really fast. But, boy, do they suck up the energy. And then, secondarily, <laughs> they... Um, they figured out 
that because the only thing that those buses produce is hydrogen, that they've developed a hydrogen heater that they use on the buses for another expense. So it costs, for the bus it costs too much, for the hydrogen heater it costs too much, for the chargers it costs too much. Right. This sounds like a fabulous deal. Yeah, so someone just said that the T bought, uh, the MBTA in Boston bought a uh, huge, uh, an abandoned Lowe's for a uh, for an electric, electric bus garage. Mainly, it's for it's for charging. And and you're, I'm sure you're right that, that these the, it it requires massive uh, charging stations to do this. I mean, you, you, the garage where I live, they they're all these uh, chargers, and they're just for the just for cars, and they're just eating up more and more space. It's just, this is this is ridiculous. It's insane, and it's it's religion. I thought we had the first first amendment is to is is freedom from religion. Free, it's freedom of religion and it's freedom from religion. No one has the right to impose another religion on anybody else. And this is a religion. This is climate change, and it's and, and it's it's imposing all kinds of costs on us. How'd you like it if your kid was in an electric bus that ran into a snowbank because they didn't have brakes? They lost the brakes, or the kid the kid caught pneumonia because the, 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 there was no heat on the bus. Great great system, Dem- Democrat religion. 844-500-4242. I'm Howie Carr. Become a Howie Carr Show super fan. Subscribe to Howie's newsletter and you'll get the latest news, columns, cheap bastard deals, and other special offers from the Howie Carr Show. Just enter your name and email at HowieCarshow.com. The Howie Car Show is back. 844-500-4242. Officer Mark said, who knew that electric buses had morphed into electric bobsleds? <laughs> Rambo413 says in your John Kerry voice, this electric bus will be a bargain. <laughs> 781, heard from a news reporter that firefighters can be electrocuted if they use the jaws of life on an electric car. I, I think, I'm telling you, I think at the fire academies now, they have probably extra days of training about how to deal with electric car fires. And I hadn't even thought about that. I was just thinking about how you, you, you can't use water to put, it, put them out. Learned that during the uh, hurricanes on the west coast of Florida last fall. I mean, I guess they'd known it before. We just saw it close up and firsthand. All these fires started. The the, the floods would come in. They would flood a garage where the, where there was an electric car. The fire would start. the The fire departments would be called. They couldn't put them out. They couldn't put them out. Eight four four five hundred forty. They just let them burn now, or they or they wait for foam. Or sand. I think some places you actually have sand they try to put on them. 844-500-4242. 860, are the engineers designing these buses, testing them in worst-case conditions, sound like no. I, I don't think they want them tested in, in the worst-case scenario. They just want to get them out there because they're, it's virtue signaling. It makes them all feel good. Charlie in Phoenix says, I, "I guarantee you, they don't. The people that are approving these uh, but these electric buses don't uh, don't know how to change a flat tire on their own car, and they don't know the business end of a screwdriver. I'll bet that's true as well." Doctor Luke, you're next with Howie Car. Go ahead, Doctor Luke. 
How you doing, Howie? Good. You know, I wonder, could we follow the money trail on these the sale of these buses? Like they said, they, they gave a, a district a, a bus, they traded them in. Right. Um, and, and and I mean, they're one, they're, they're junk. They're, and two, they cost a whole lot of money. I mean, I, you know, the thing is, Dr. Luke, they, they, these, these main districts were trading in their diesel buses for the electric buses. What are they going to do when they're, when they're being told now not to use the electric buses? They get, they get, now they have to go back and rebuy their, their, their old diesel buses. Yeah, no, they'd have to buy it back for what full price. Uh, and on top of that, like like the other caller said, the amount of energy it costs to try to charge one of these buses up is outrageous. Right. And we must have, I didn't believe in uh, uh, term limits before, but I do now. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the call, Dr. Luke. 978 is a good point, too. How many diesel generators are needed to run these electric bus chargers? Yeah. How is it? How is it any different if you're if you're using fossil fuels to run a diesel generator to charge an electric bus? What's the difference? Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Brian, very quickly, Brian, go ahead. Hey, Howie, I don't want to pretend to be a mechanic, but I've had a few. I got a few uh, vehicles with uh, air brakes in them, and that's what those buses I'm assuming are using. The diesels one, the diesel ones do at least, but the uh, the airlines can get condensation and that's why they freeze up so that's why you have brake failure so if this if these like electric buses are they're pretty much a fridge in the cold weather then they're freezing up so the brakes are freezing and it, and then they run into the snow banks what could possibly go wrong when you got a, a, a bus load of little kids on the bus that runs into the snow bank because there aren't any brakes on them better to run into the snow bank than into the oncoming traffic in the other lane